It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome back into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for downloading and listening. On today's show, I'm going to do a little bit of an expositional review of Nick Crawl's interview on MLB.com with Mark Sheldon. Going to break down and try and read between the lines on some of the things that Nick Crawl said. Also, have a thought-provoking question on the Jeff's Junk Mail segment that I'm going to answer and then I'm going to repose to you guys in a Twitter poll at Lockdown Reds, and then also to see if uh, you guys want to respond on the Lockdown Reds line as well. We'll get to all of that here in just a second, but first, a, a little bit of housekeeping. Got to apologize. The, the podcast has been erratic as far as release times and things of that nature here lately. Last couple of weeks has been really hectic for me personally, so I apologize for getting everything kind of mixed up. We're going to get back on a regular schedule starting this week. I, I, I promise you, one of my New Year's resolutions has always been to have time management be better, but that's been like for the last three or four years, so hopefully this year I'll actually get that in uh, check. But uh, yeah, so this week, back to normal. Much, uh, much apologies, but thank you so much for keeping up with the podcast. It is time to do some Reds talk here on this November day. Who doesn't love talking Reds all hours of the day, all days of the year? So let's start with this. Nick Crawl had an interview with MOB.com's Mark Sheldon, and some of these things are interesting. A lot of it's corporate speak, you know, talking about, well, you know, leaving our options open, all of this other stuff. But I did, obviously, the first thing that came to mind was one of his first real big uh, points was talking about shortstop. Nick Crawl said this, Jose Garcia is a kid that we really like. We brought him to the big leagues and knew he probably wasn't ready to offensively be a top-end shortstop at this point. But it's good that he was able to get through those growing pains. Hmm. Anyway, we think he's going to be the shortstop of the future. With that said, we're keeping our options open with who and what is out there. Look, he'll come to spring training, challenge for a spot, and see where that goes. Okay, the, the ending part is what I'm talking about with corporate speak. Uh, obviously, they're not going to shut down any chance for him to compete for the shortstop position in November whenever spring training is still months away, uh, depending on how exactly that develops anyway. So they're not going to tell him through some kind of interview with MOB.com, like, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, we're not, you're not in our plans for this next year. You don't want to do that. You want to get the guy's best every single year, and that's how you do it. You, you tell him he's got an open spot. Here's the thing, though. 
this needs to remain corporate speak in that Jose Garcia should not be option A. Maybe not even option B if everything goes according to plan. But I, I think he's a guy who can compete, but they have to go out and get somebody, at least one body. As Nick Cross said in there, they're leaving their options open with who and what is out there. And he does not specifically say free agency or trades or whatnot, so that would not preclude them from any possibility of going after Francisco Lindor or Trevor Story via trade or going after Marcus Simeon, Angelton Simmons, Dita Gregorius in the free agency market either. It's going to be interesting exactly what that means, though. Because the phrase, we're leaving our options open, usually comes from a general manager even during the middle of spring training. Whenever people are looking at a team's roster and say, well, you know, they could use this. They could use a little depth here. They could use another arm here, something like that. And a general manager, well, you know, we're keeping our options open. That's like the general manager speak for, yeah, maybe, we'll see. So I'm hoping that it's not a situation where they are going to be very passive in the market, where they are going to just sit back and let everything come to them. They need to be aggressive. And to that point, Nick Crawl kind of said this, talk is talk. I think we're going to have to see what actually happens on that day versus what's speculated this way or that way. At this point, we're just taking this one day at a time. Again, more corporate speak, more uh, trying to make sure that he's not stepping on anybody's toes with the way that he's presenting this, because this was also an answer to a question that was framed in the guise of, well, okay, so you're talking about wanting to add relievers. In fact, Nick Crawl even poignantly said they want to add relievers who have minor league options so that they have increased bullpen flexibility. So there are some veteran options out there on the free agent list, which would uh, be uh, marked off because of this, because they don't have minor league options. So there's uh, that, and Mark Sheldon kind of followed up with that, and that's where you got the answer. Well, we're just taking it one day at a time. Taking it one day at a time isn't necessarily something that denotes passivism as far as how they're approaching this offseason, but at the same time, it's not necessarily the kind of thing that I'm hoping that the Reds do. Because if they go each day and they wait to see what other clubs are doing, they're going to fall behind very quickly. You're going to have teams like the Mets that go out and get who they want because they're ready to spend. You're going to have the teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers who have the money to free will and get whoever they want. And you got the Padres as well who are in the mix for Trevor Bauer. So you're going to see the market start to move, I think, here in the next month. The deadline is November 20th for everybody in the Major League Baseball to set their 40-man rosters, and then the non-tender deadline is December 2nd. So probably here, within the next three weeks, I think we'll begin to see lots and lots of movement in that area. Speaking of Trevor Bauer, he also had this to say about the Reds' first-ever Cy Young Award winner as far as bringing him back. Nick Crawl said this, I've had some discussions with his agent. Not substantial at this point. I know we were waiting to get past the qualifying offer period. That's done. It was great to see him win the Cy Young. I'll be biased here. I think we I think he deserved it and I think it's great that he was selected on so many ballots and he was awesome for us this year. I was really happy to see he got that. I can talk only for myself personally and this is Nick Crawl talking about the mutual enjoyment of Bauer being a red. 
I can talk only for myself, personally. I really enjoyed having him. He was awesome for this team. I know he didn't have the success last year that he had this year, talking about 2019 versus 2020, but both years he's brought an open mind in and he's really worked well with our pitching coaches. It's been tremendous to watch him come and go about his work, and I really enjoyed having him here. I had no issues whatsoever, which is fine. That's exactly what you want to say about a guy that you hope to bring back in some capacity, but the fact that most of that answer portended to what he did in the past makes me believe that what Trevor Bauer did as a Red will remain in the past. I think that we are all under the impression, most of you listening, and um, I think most of us that have watched this team as, on almost a daily basis for the last couple of years, know that they traded for Trevor Bauer with 2020 in mind, not necessarily what would happen after. I think it would be a surprise if Trevor Bauer remained a Red. So what does that mean moving forward? How do the Reds uh, move with this pitching staff. I, I believe most of their options are in-house and they're probably not going to go out and get a free agent. As you might have seen, Marcus Stroman actually accepted his qualifying offer from the New York Mets. He is not going to be a free agent target if you know you were, uh, you were somebody that was like, okay, so the Reds won't sign Trevor Bauer. Will they sign another free agent starter? Marcus Stroman was probably the next best guy had he made it to the actual open market, but he didn't. He's still a Met. He remains at, um, well, I almost said Shea Stadium. It's not Shea Stadium anymore. He remains there in New York. So what do the Reds do moving forward with the pitching staff? Because you might wonder if the in-house uh, options are the best course of action. I actually have a Jeff's junk mail question regarding that that I'm going to get to here in just a minute. But right now is the perfect time to grab your favorite Built Bar. There are so many flavors that for me to tell you exactly what my favorite flavor is, Cherry Barcia, that it would do disservice to the fact that there are so many others that you should try. Go to BuiltBar.com. And with the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order so you can feel free to try the roster of amazing flavors that they have at Built Bar. And they're really good for you, too. I've mentioned this before. When it comes to snacking, usually you're eating something that tastes amazing, but you're going to feel bad about later on. Built Bar is not that way. Four grams of sugar, four grams of fat. Over 16 grams of protein in some cases. You're talking about a snack that's going to make you feel good, and it's going to taste good too because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And with our offer today, go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. And guess what? I did that. If I can do it, you can do it. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter that promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious built bar shout out to Kyle in Cincinnati he he posed this question on the lockdown reds line and if you want to jump in the lockdown reds line text or call if you call I I can play your message here on the podcast but it's five one three five four nine zero one five nine Kyle said this if the Reds somehow re-sign Bauer to a multi-year deal or any other free agent pitcher, really, could that theoretically make Tyler Malley trade bait? 
Young, cheap, has team control, and has been effective. Getting an offensive player with that similar profile could be ideal going forward. This team has surprised us before. Yes, they have, and Nick Crawl's been a part of that, which is why I think that although he didn't really say a whole lot in his interview and you kind of had to read between the lines and extrapolate from things that he said in order to actually get real content, I think that there's the uh, possibility of something big happening. There's there's a possibility of a move like this. And I kind of like the idea. So I mentioned before that basically you don't necessarily need to re-sign a Cy Young pitcher in order to replace Trevor Bauer. You just need to have a pitcher replace him who gives the Reds the ability to win 55% or more, you know, preferably more, of their starts. And I think that that is a reasonable goal and easily attained. I think it's easily attained with Tyler Malley, but in this scenario, it would be interesting to see how the Reds would do this. So, okay, let's pretend like the Reds absolutely shock the world and bring back Trevor Bauer, not just for one year, but for multi, you know, multiple-year deal. I think that that's an even longer shot than just a one-year deal, but... I do like the premises of this idea. So they bring him back multiple years. Now they need to improve their lineup. They're probably not going to do that via free agency because they just spent a buttload of cash trying to bring in Trevor Bauer. Now they have the ability to go and say, okay, here is one of our top 10 prospects. Here is Tyler Malley. Yo, Cleveland, what about Lindor? Yo, Colorado, what about Trevor Story? Now, I know that this was kind of a discussion last offseason talking about the differences between trading for Francisco Lindor and trading for Trevor Story. There were a lot of people that weren't really sold on Trevor Story. He had another great year last year. I don't know if you uh, know the numbers that he had. He played all but one game for the Rockies, 235 at-bats. He hit. 289 with an on base of 355 and a slugging of 519 in 2020. In fact, he also had 15 stolen bases. And you say, okay, well, so he's a really good bat at shortstop. He also has a pretty good glove, too. Outs above average in 2020 was just two, but it was a positive two. He was a good shortstop fielder, a little bit above average. In 2019, 14. So he was really, really far above average in 2019 as a shortstop. So you look at that and you say, all right, he is almost on the same. I'm not going to say he's on the same level as Francisco Lindor, but he is a guy who would be a massive upgrade at the shortstop position. Would the Rockies take Tyler Malley and let's say Vladimir Gutierrez? I, I, I would offer them that. I'd see what they think about that. I would see what they would think about a couple of other different things as well because if you were able to bring back Trevor Bauer and lock him up for a couple of years, say you're able to sign a deal with Trevor Bauer that ensures that he'll be here through the rest of Sonny Gray's contract as well. So you're talking about a rotation that will include Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer for multiple years. I think in that case, you can rely on what else you have in system when it comes to Wade Miley, TJ Antone, Michael Lorenzen. You also have young guys coming up like Nick Green or Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. Guys like that, you would be able to easily build out a five-man rotation. So then Tyler Malley would be a trade piece 
And I think that every single team in Major League Baseball would jump at that. I mean, we've talked about the development that he's gone through the last couple of seasons and how he has really inserted himself as a top three pitcher in this rotation moving forward. I don't think that that's limited to just the Reds. I think every single team in Major League Baseball would agree. So that would make him a very interesting trade chip. Here's the thing. And, and what I'm going to ask on the poll question on uh, Locked On Reds on Twitter, and then also pose it to you, you can respond via the Locked On Reds line, is do you want that? Do you want to see the Reds spend multiple millions of dollars for Trevor Bauer to be here for multiple years knowing that he's now in his 30s? Or, and, and then also tra- trade Tyler Malley. Again, there's a lot of moving parts with this scenario, but say that it works out this way, that they get Trevor Bauer for multiple years and then trade Tyler Malley in a deal to acquire Trevor Story, Francisco Lindor, something like that. Would you want that? Or would you rather have Tyler Malley for you know the next four or five years, something like that? as part of this rotation and see the Reds kind of roll the dice on maybe a free agent shortstop and see how that works. Which would you prefer? Because I think I prefer what I know. I think I would prefer if the Reds signed Trevor Bauer to a multi-year deal and then use Tyler Malley to bring in a guy like Story or Lindor. Now, keep this in mind, both Story and Lindor only have one more year left on their deal. They're both free agents at the end of this next season. We know for a fact that Francisco Lindor wants to be a free agent. We don't really know that about Trevor Story. Maybe the Reds could trade for him and sign him to a multi-year. Now, here's the thing, though. You kind of figure if they sign Trevor Bauer to a multi-year deal, they're probably not going to be able to sign the guy that they trade for to a multi-year extension as well. It's probably not going to happen that way. But there's there's a lot of moving parts here, but I thought it was a really thought-provoking question, and I'd like to know your answer as well. Check out the Lockdown Reds account on Twitter. Follow me as well, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and hit up the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. Now, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to jump back into a player focus episode, and we're going to talk about Joey Votto. We're going to talk about Joseph Daniel on Tuesday's podcast. So you're not going to want to miss that. Check it out tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Enjoy it. Uh, Think about the Reds. Talk about the Reds. Because talking about baseball just makes me more happy. So I'm guessing it makes you more happy as well. But thanks so much for listening. Now, tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast. And I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go Reds. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.